Steve, what are your thoughts about Halloween? Did you like it as a kid? Do you like it now? Uh, I'm kind of indifferent about Halloween. I I liked the trick or treating as a kid, and my mom always came up with like creative costumes for us, so that was fun. But I I don't have strong feelings one way or the other. That's almost identical to how I feel actually. Like when I was really little, my mom came up and made actually some really cool costumes. I was Pinocchio one year. I don't know why. Maybe she was trying to teach me something. Like that that movie has some pretty heavy <laughs> lessons to learn for kids in it or something. But it's weird to dress up <laughs> as Pinocchio and then run around door to door getting candy. It sounds a lot like Pleasure Island, but be that as it may. I also have developed a pretty much ambivalent attitude towards Halloween. I'm not against it. Like some people get uncomfortable about it. Uh, not me. Like I don't care. But it's not really my cup of tea. I don't like getting dressed up. As an adult, I don't care about costumes, etc. But something happened this Halloween that changed that for me. Okay. So I got invited to a costume party and I was kind of like not excited per, you know, what I just explained. I'm not, you know, it's like, oh great, now I have to go up with a costume. I'm the kind of person who typically is like, I don't know, I'll wrap a bedsheet around myself and be like, ooh, I'm a ghost or something. <laughs> but then yeah. I remembered that my neighbor friend across the street actually does costumes professionally for film and television. And I asked her, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Hey, I got invited to this costume party. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, could you help me? And she totally agreed. So now I'm like super stoked. Like she's going to take me to this giant costume warehouse and like measure me and like find all the right pieces to put on me for, to, it's just a simple like Dracula situation, but still. In theory, it's going to be good. Wow. And she's going to hook That's me intense. up with like a makeup artist. I, I mean, this is so far out of my comfort zone. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because it, it reminds me of our outsourcing discussion a few episodes ago. Because I'm not good at this, but I found someone who is. And now I'm excited mm. about it. There you go. Costuming, not a core competency no. for Tyler. <laughs> far from it. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds... That sounds way more intense than uh, I was expecting. Yeah, me too. So, but yeah, I'm kind of nervous. Actually, should be but, fun. Yeah, <laughs> and makeup too. Everything. So what? Yeah. Uh, Dracula. Yeah, it's that a kind it's, of a character. It's a Transylvania slash Dracula party. So that's that's kind of the theme, I guess. So. Oh, there you go. Yep. Happy upcoming Halloween, everybody. Hello there, dear listener. I am Steve. And I'm Tyler. And this is It's Not About the Money, where we discuss a wide range of topics related to creating and running small businesses. Tyler and I both run small businesses ourselves, and the two of us are just trying to make sense of the world one podcast at a time. That's right. And today we are going to be talking about how we get things done. It's kind of important. As a, as a human, generally, in Western society. I don't know how broad we want to paint with this brush, but <laughs> like most people need to get things done I mean, it's, in their life. That's true, yes, to survive. You got to feed yourself, at least shelter yourself, hopefully, you know, yeah. uh, do things that other people require of you, like your boss, your family, whatever. Um, so I kind of just wanted to open this up with a question that kind of illustrates what I... What what I mean by getting things done when I when I think about this. So basically it's I think 
everybody already has a process for doing this, whether they're conscious of it or not. And so I kind of want to ask you about your process um, for getting things done. And what I mean by that is what does your process look like, Steve, from uh, taking some kind of to-do item, some kind of action from initially having the idea or receiving an input all the way through to completing that task or action? Like, do you have any systems in place for that? Do you Mm. track it somehow? Do you just rely on your brain? Uh, And I know... This is like a really, really personal question, and it's very different for mm-hmm. everyone. So I'm very curious to get your take on this. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I do have some systems, yes, and some of the things don't ever make it out of my brain into the system. And so it's a little bit haphazard depending on the subject matter, I suppose. But let's see. Uh, probably the place where most of the stuff goes is into Todoist, which is a, uh, an app for managing to-dos and it has lists and, um, and actually a whole bunch of features that I haven't really used yet, uh, that, that are very cool that I want to dip my toes into, but I'm not making full use of them yet. Filters and contexts and things like that. Uh, I think it's at least some of the features are um, inspired by the getting things done methodology, uh, which intrigues me, but I haven't yet dived into that whole hog. But uh, anyway. Oh, so we could dive into that later in this conversation because I'm, I'm a big fan <laughs> yes. of that. But mostly I want to okay. hear about what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, so generally I would add something there to the inbox and then I may or may not assign a date to it. If I don't assign a date to it, it will probably sit in the inbox for uh, potentially forever because uh, part of the system where if you have an inbox, you ought to also have like a, a weekly review or like some some uh, set frequency at which you go through the inbox to see what is there to plan it out. And I don't really have that part of the system yet. But so typically what I'll do is put a date on it either today or like next week or something. And then that will remind me to do it. Okay. Uh, and then when the day rolls around, uh, I may or may not do it on that day. So I typically have a large list of things that are like due on a particular day and, uh, well, due in gigantic air quotes. And uh, much of the list will continue rolling over from day to day, which is, is kind of irritating. And then, you know, one one day I will just sit down and burn through the whole list and get it all down to zero and and feel really great about it. Like actually complete uh, all then, the items in the list? Yeah. Well, well, yes, either that or postpone them. Okay. Uh, to future, like assign, purposely assign dates in the future instead of just letting them roll over. Right. So it sounds like what you're describing here at the beginning at least is kind of like a a backlog system of sorts where you just have a place, a designated place. So whenever you get stuff, as you called it, I guess that's like an action item whether that's just something you think of that you need to do or any other input and you're putting it all in one place and then you're reviewing that mm-hmm. giant, well, I don't know if it's giant. You're reviewing that list of inputs that you have periodically and then assigning a date to do those actions based on your schedule and whatever other responsibilities that you have. Mm-hmm. And it is broken up into some broad categories. So I have, you know, like, things for the day job. I have things for the tax business. I have uh, 
projects that need to get done around the house, like financial stuff, or like, don't forget to cancel this subscription on X date. Ooh, that's a common uh, one that, for me that too. Kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the subscription cancellation reminder. Uh, uh-huh. What a time to be alive. Yes. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, so yeah, so there are some like categories in there, uh, which is useful when I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm in day job work mode. What are the things in that list? Because I don't need to worry about anything else right now. I'm just focused on those, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or like uh, I have one for tax clients where I need to like September 1st, send a reminder to these, these clients uh, to don't forget to pay your estimated taxes this month, that kind of thing. Uh, that just recurs every every three months. That sounds important. Actually, you got you got to yeah. remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, great. So uh, that sounds quite quite organized. I would say, actually, uh, how is that? How is it working for you? Like, do you feel like it's enough to, you know, relieve any stress you might have related to these items, and kind of help you get things done? on time and not let anything fall through the cracks? Uh, I would say yes. The things that make it in, it is useful uh, as far as taking it out of my brain and putting it into a system so I don't have to keep thinking about it until it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not quite robust enough that everything that passes through my brain that needs to eventually get done makes it into the system. And so there is still kind of this uh, background thread that's always running in my head of stuff that I've maybe forgotten to write down anywhere that will eventually uh, bubble up again. Be like, oh, yeah, remember that the the paint on the stairway upstairs needs to be touched up. Don't Don't forget about that. And, and so that's just then, a thought that you have, right? It pops into your head. That's where it just pops in. Oh yeah, I'm going up the stairs. Oh yeah, I, I remember this. This paint here needs to be touched up. And then eventually, I will, you know, punch it into the home projects list, and I can stop thinking about it. So that when I'm in the mood to go around the house and do things, then I can be like, oh yeah, the, I need to do some touch-up paint, and I need to recock the sink, and oh, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah oil the garage door i actually did that recently my garage door speaking of halloween sounded like a screaming banshee for so long (laughs) i finally took care of it i i lubricated the the chain and the little joints and contact points and you know what it actually worked i was skeptical because it was so Mm -hmm. you know terrifying but anyway you should do that (laughs) i I highly recommend I bought the, whatever it is, lithium grease or whatever yeah, yeah. a long time ago in the little spray can uh, because I was like, I need to oil the garage door, yep. grease the grease this stuff. I just haven't done it yet. But well, it is very squeaky, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So that's great. I mean, we've talked before and I was vaguely aware that you used the app Todoist and you know, you kind of kept track of things in there and, but it's, it's cool to hear kind of your whole system. And it sounds like it's serving you well. Like, yeah, maybe there's still a few things you're not capturing in there, but you know, again, it's different for everyone. Like some people in this space really are adamant about capturing every possible input, putting in a system. So it's out of your brain. So you have like no background noise in your brain. 
I guess the, mm-hmm. the quote that everyone likes to talk about from a guy named David Allen, who wrote a book about this, is that something like brains are meant for having ideas, not for storing them. I probably, mm. that's a paraphrase. I don't have it right in front of me, but, but yeah, so that's interesting. But yeah, anything, if you, have you thought about, like, how often do you review your system and maybe like change the way you do things or upgrade it or adjust things, if ever? Uh, not very often. And I think that's one of the pieces that's lacking right now is I don't have a periodic review of either the tasks or the system itself. Uh, which is one reason that I am interested in reading the David Allen book and kind of just going through the whole system and seeing if it would make sense for me uh-huh. to do because uh, it's got like all of those pieces are part of it and I it sounds intriguing to me. Yeah. Uh, as someone who's read the book a few times, I would say that it's 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 got principles in it that, again, you can apply to kind of your individual situation. Like one of the principles being, you know, get things out of your head, capture them into some kind of system. Could be a notebook, could be an app. I don't know uh, who wouldn't use an app these days. But, you know, it doesn't matter as long as it's not in your head and you can find it again. So that's like a principle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like using notebooks for... Like a lot of the uh, the day job stuff I have, when we're at uh-huh. the point in a project where we're like near the end trying to wrap up a, a big report or something, I'll just have a running list of like, don't forget to do these things before we finalize it. And that's all in a notebook. Uh, just because that's easier for me to work with, I guess. Yeah, and it's tactile So it, it doesn't all go into Todoist. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's nice that you've got something deliberately. Like I said, everyone, everyone does have a process for getting things done, whether they're conscious of it or not. So uh, it sounds like your system at this point is actually pretty deliberate and functioning well. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you want to tell me about yours? What is your process? I know you. we've we've talked about getting things done, and it sounds yeah. like that is a, is a piece of it for you, at least. It is. It's. is. I'm heavily inspired by David Allen and his book and the Getting Things Done methodology. And actually, just recently, I kind of re-skimmed the book because the system that I was using was kind of devolving, I guess you could say. I kept tacking things onto it that were uh, not part of the getting things done methodology. And look, like, there's more than one way to skin this cat. I I just happen to like the getting things done methodology, so I'm not going to push it on anyone. But for me, it works. And I find that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll, like, skim the book. I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is actually much simpler than I've been making it for the past few months. And then I'll kind of like simplify it back down to the basic GTD framework. And that works works for me really, really well. And then I'll just kind of like experiment with it. And I'll, you know, one of the interesting things about uh, GTD is that it differentiates between things that are time bound. David Allen calls like your calendar the hard landscape of the day, right? So there are certain things that are tied to times, like a meeting or a deadline or uh, for a project or a deliverable for a client. You can't really mess around with those due dates usually. But there's this whole other category of items that are uh, not time-bound that you can just do whenever. And he talks about doing them when you're in the right context for doing them, which you kind of alluded to that a little bit in your system by breaking things down into categories, right? But I have experimented with all kinds of things. I, I guess that wasn't the question, though. The question is, what do I do right now? And since I just re-skimmed the book, I basically just do pure GTD. Uh, 
So I also have an inbox where I capture all my inputs. You know, I review it periodically and assign contexts to each of the actions. And then when I'm in those contexts, I just try to burn through my list as fast as possible. And that I think is the essence of GTD. I also use Todoist. Okay. I don't know if I just mentioned that, but Todoist, I'm a huge fan. It's, you know, again, lots of list and to-do apps out there. This just happens to be the one I was attracted to many years ago and have stuck with it ever since. I I think I uh, got it uh, after your extensive evangelizing. So that <laughs> I have you to thank for that one. But oh, I was going to back up and ask you, what is a, what is a context yeah, that's a great for question. Folks who aren't familiar with GTD. So a context is something. So D David Allen, a big part of the GTD methodology is helping you figure out the best way to answer the question of what you should be doing in any given moment. And there's a few different frameworks David Allen has for this, but one of them is called the four criteria model. If you're falling asleep right now, I'm sorry. Basically, uh, it's the idea that in any given context, like whether you're at work at home, maybe driving, running errands, maybe making phone calls, maybe working on your email. These are different contexts that you're in. So it's like the environment okay. or the mode of work that you're in. Yeah. Uh, the idea is that uh, if you're at your office at work, you shouldn't even bother your mind with a list of things that you need to do at home because you're not at home. You're in a totally different context. Yeah. And so GTD gives you a way to filter out your lists. And so you can see only the items on your lists that match the context that you're in. And so uh, basically, let's say you have a context that's called email because uh, you know, you've collected a list of to-dos that are like replying to emails or something. So when you're in email mode, you just pull up your to-do list for email and you can quickly punch out 10 emails or however many it is. And you're just kind of in that mode and so it's like easy to be productive and not switch contexts. And, you know, switching contexts is distracting. It takes a while to readjust to your new context and kind of enter that new mode of working. So anyway, that's that's the idea behind a context. And uh, it's, okay. it's the first criteria for choosing what you can do at any given time. Like if you're driving around running errands, again, you don't want to see your work to-do list. You don't want to see your home to-do list or your email to-do list. You want to see the to-do list that has to do with running errands. And then work from that. All right. And it seems like uh, an important component of this would be that uh, everything on that list is actionable, like right away if you're in that context. Like you have all of the necessary prerequisites assembled for sending whatever email that is. Like all mm -hmm. the information has been collected already. You're ready to sit down and write it. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, uh, you for, know, for example. And a lot of a lot of to-dos aren't necessarily that complicated. Some of them are. And the way I, I approach that personally is in Todoist, like many to-do apps, there's a section on each item for notes or attachments. So I can mm -hmm. just attach, you know, the thing I need to reply to or any information about that that I will need in that moment when I'm working on it. That's pretty nice. Okay, cool. So that's what a context is. I hope I hope that made sense. That's what a context yeah. is in the context of GTD. GTD. <laughs> okay. Did we get through all of the the, 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 the four thing things? that you were gonna? Yeah, the four whatever they were. Uh, the four criteria for deciding what to do in any given moment. No, no. Uh, context is the first one. That I think we explained why that one's important. 
okay. the second criteria is how much time do you have available? Right. So if you've got five yeah. minutes before your next meeting starts, you don't want to pull up a to do that's going to take you an hour. Obviously, you just wouldn't wouldn't be the right time to work on that. Yeah. The third one is energy available. So some tasks are uh, like mindless, like, uh, I just want to turn on a TV show in the background and take off these mindless tasks that I have to do, but you know, they don't require a lot of my attention versus like writing a report or doing some research at work, which is going to require deep work, full focus. And that can help you decide what to work on at any given moment. And then the last, and honestly, least important, according to David Allen is the concept of priority. Because it kind of doesn't matter how priority something is if you're in the wrong context or you don't have the energy or the time to do it. But all of those other three things being equal, there could still be a level of priority involved. And at that point, uh, he kind of advocates for kind of using your intuition on that and like not going overboard, like tagging stuff or like categorizing things. Just like look at your list, pick the most, the highest priority thing and, and do it. Oh, interesting. Okay. So what's interesting about context is I got really confused when I started working from home remotely <laughs> because suddenly all contexts were kind of the same. So if you want, I can they, share. They don't have a physical location separating them right. anymore. Like before it was pretty obvious. Like there were certain things I could only do in the office, whether it was like meet with someone. It's just kind of funny now. Things have changed so much with virtual meetings and and things. So yeah, that was a shock to my system that took me a while to, to come up with context that worked for me in this new world. I guess I don't have too much else to say about context. Would you like to know what mine are that I use? Is, is that interesting to you uh, at all? Yeah, <laughs> I, I am curious to hear okay. what they are. So, if uh, only as inspiration for my own when I start to... Because uh, this is a piece that I don't quite have. Like I have different lists, sort of, but they're not really... Yeah. They're not broken down this way. This is, uh, before I tell you what context I use, I will say this is always the first thing to go for me. Like I always get rid of context mm. first when my, my system entropy happens. And the reason is usually because I devolve to a state where like I'm now deadline focused. And so I start getting more temporal or whatever. Like, you know, I start doing things uh -huh. more based on time. Uh, and there are reasons for that, but we don't have to get into that right now. But uh, the crazy thing about context is when you're doing them, when you're using them in this way, for me, again, huge caveat, this does not work for some people. That's fine. But for me, it's like pure magic. Like mm -hmm. like one of my contexts right now is errands. And this one is just so magical to me because whenever I, I, I typically run my errands on Mondays and whenever I go out, I just pull up my errands list and there's a bunch of stuff that I absolutely have forgotten that I need to do like pick up the dry cleaning, <laughs> grocery shopping, get like a screw from the Home Depot, whatever it is, like this is stuff that I absolutely have forgotten since the time I entered it in my system. But because I'm in the context of being in my car, running from store to store or whatever, like I just pull this up every time and like stuff gets done that I otherwise would totally forget. It's it's like super magical. Uh, Amazing. Another context that I have, this one's kind of like the most obvious one for my current working situation. It's just called computer. Like being sitting at a desk in front of my computer. Okay. And I went back and forth on having this as a context or not, because like there's very little uh, that I can do on my computer technically that I couldn't do on like my smartphone or like an iPad yeah. or like on a web browser in the library, you know, just because everything's online these days for, for my work. Um, but I found that there really are some things at, that 
are easier to do on a computer, right? Spreadsheets being a great example. Anything involving working on a spreadsheet, mm-hmm. um, things that are going to be like copying and pasting, plug your ears. I know it's inefficient, but whatever. It happens sometimes in my job. Yeah. Uh, a lot of like writing, because I like to write at a keyboard instead of like pecking it out on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that. And so what's crazy is like, if I ever get into one of my deep work modes, I just click on my computer context. And like right now, for example, there's 12 things in my computer list and I can just, I don't know, you can just like this cool flow state and you just do them. Boom, 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 boom. Start at the top, go to the bottom. So I'm a, I don't know. It's always the first thing to go, but in my opinion, it's actually like the actual magic of GTD. And without it, like it's almost, there's almost no point doing GTD. It's all about context. Right. That's cool. How do you uh, actually implement the context in Todoist? Is it a project or is it uh, is it a different thing altogether? Ooh. How um, I can answer this. It may not mean much to people who have not used Todoist, but I'll, I'll be quick, basically. I've tried many things. I've tried this, you know, because Todoist is a blank slate. It's not actually built to uh, help anybody do any particular productivity methodology, including GTD. It's just basically oh, okay. a list app. It allows you to make lists. And then each item in the list can be can have attributes, like tags. And so basically the two dimensions that you're working with are uh, lists and tags. So you uh, an item can exist within a list, and then you can apply any number of tags to it. And so basically I work uh, for, for my action items. I have, this is all GTD. I have a, a list called Actions, which are just single actions. They're not part of a project. They're just one-off items that have to be done. So that's one list. And so everything on that list uh, will have a tag on it of a context. My contexts are anywhere, calls, computer, email, errands, home, and that's it. Oh, and waiting, waiting for. And then I have one other list called projects. And that is just a list of projects, a project in this case being defined as any outcome that requires more than one action. And then I use subtasks in Todoist. So the project list is a list of projects, and then the multiple steps of each project is just a subtask under each project. And then, you know, each of those tasks could have a different context. So I'll just put the appropriate context on the subtask. And that's it. That is very interesting. This one might be better as a video podcast where I actually like show this, but, (laughs) but yeah, it's very, like I said, the actual GTD methodology is super simple and I always ruin it by making it more complicated. And so right now I'm in a good state. Like I said, I just reread the book. So I'm kind of like in this beautiful pure state, but we'll see how long it lasts before I get some crazy hairbrained ideas again. (laughs) There are a couple other elements uh, to my system, which literally is just a copy of David Allen's system that I think are pretty cool. I'll just mention those really quick. Uh, there's uh, their lists, and I've, so I've got a list for agendas, which is just stuff I want to talk about with certain people next time I see them. So I guess being with a person could be considered another context. And then I've got a list uh, that, for some reason, David Allen calls a tickler list. I've never understood the word, but it's just a reminder list. So it's like uh, things that um, you don't need to do right now or at a certain time and that you don't want to do right now, but you want to be, it's basically reminders, right? So 
remind me to think about this thing again on such and such a date. And then the last one huh. is the infamous uh, GTD list called Someday Maybe. So as you're doing your reviews and you come across, you know, you're, you're going to go, we all have way more to do than we could ever get done. And so there is some kind of point at which you're making a call, right? It's like, this is, just, I do not need to do this right now, but someday I might want to do it. So I'll just throw it in this other list and review it once in a while. So that's where all like the fun stuff goes that I'll probably never do. Like all the vacations I want to take, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so just like, I've got this project that I'm obsessed with mentally. I, I don't know if I'll ever do it, but my dream is to make a Christmas cookie box for all my neighbors where like I make a bunch of different mm. fancy Christmas cookies, like a, a variety of them, you know, and like yeah. package them up in a box. And like, I think that would be so cool, but I, I don't know if I'll ever do it, but it's been to my someday maybe list for a long time. Uh-huh. Okay. And then you go through that every once in a while. Yeah. And say, yeah, like, and either leave it there or promote it to, this is the thing that should get done soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So by capturing those things, it's like you really will never for, forget anything, right? Even if it's just languishing in a list forever that doesn't require your attention. So it's it's kind of cool that way. Okay. The, the tickler list sounds very interesting because I have a bunch of tasks that are like, go check the water softener salt level to see if mm. I need to go buy yep. another thing. And that's that recurs every month or something. And then if it's low enough, then I'll add another task to the errands list to say, next time I'm at Home Depot, grab a bag of water softener salt. Yeah, exactly. So that would be a, a kind of thing that goes on the tickler list. The first one, I mean. Yeah. Yep. Of just a, like a recurring reminder. It's, yeah, it, it could be a reminder. That's my primary use of the tickler list is uh, just reminders. Uh, also, one-off single action tasks that I... that. I don't want to do soon, right? So let's see if I can find... Oh, yeah. So I have to do a quarterly report at work. Like, that's an actual item with a deadline that I have to do every single quarter. But I don't want to think yeah. about it until it's time to think about it. But I also want uh, to be secure right. in the fact that I won't forget about it. So I have a tickler item. That's such a funny word. I don't know. I guess it tickles your brain. It, it reminds you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to try. But... Uh, okay. So like once a quarter, uh, this tickler item will pop up and be like, hey, it's time to prepare the slides for your for your quarterly report. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I'll like move that into like an actual action item. Nice. Okay. I need to go read this book because yeah, all of these things <laughs> sound very interesting to me. I want to use at least some of them. I will. I will. I have kind of a, a, a strong opinion about the actual book, Getting Things Done by David Allen. <laughs> okay. It's kind of twofold. And uh, so... I heard about it many, many years ago through like social media and blog posts and YouTube videos. And so I had like been exposed mm -hmm. to other people's implementation of the system and tried to build mine based on like that third party or like, you know, one through like hearsay basically, right? It's like I read the book right. and here's how I understood the book and here's the system I, think, I built. I think that's where I am. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. That's <laughs> and and it just like was never working for me. I'd get frustrated. I wouldn't understand a concept or a term related to it. And so one day, I think this was in like 2016 time frame, uh, I was like, you know, I should just read the book. Why wouldn't I just read the book and like figure this out? And I read the book. And part of the book is like, uh, if you're going to do this, you should do this. So like take days off of work 
and just read this book. And it's like a step-by-step guide. It's like, here's how to set up GTD mm-hmm. for you. And just like, and I, I did that. So I took some days off, a few days off of work. I went to the office supply store and got the office supplies that he recommended. <laughs> I like did, <laughs> And I got up and running. I was like, oh, I should have just read the book like three years ago. Like, this is actually amazing. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to do that, but like it, you know, it, it, it is it is a guidebook. So as such, it's really, for me, here's my kind of strong opinion about this. It's not a great read. <laughs> like, uh, I think it's pretty pretty tough to get through um, it, outside of that implementation kind of mode if you want to do that. I still highly recommend reading it because the, the concepts and the principles are amazing, but I, I don't find it to be the most, like, ironically, I don't find it to be the most, like, well-organized, flowing type book. And so that's why I usually, I, I treat it nowadays as a reference manual, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if anyone else out there shares that opinion who's read the book, but it's like weird because it's kind of like a negative opinion about it, but I love it so much at the same time. It's very confusing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, uh, you can send all your hot takes, you listeners, send all your hot takes to uh, Tyler. Hello at notaboutmoney.com. Okay, cool. Well, I think I will read it. I'll go get it. Yeah, let, get me, a copy. let me know what you think. Plow through it. Maybe we'll have a follow-up episode later. I think we should. Let's hold you accountable to this, actually. <laughs> I'm into this okay. idea. So, well, for, you know, read right. it. Find out do a... if, it, like, if it resonates with you, right? Because like, I, I know there are different people with different mindsets and like approaches to this. Like, I'm very organizationally focused, and so this is like my dream come true, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are more intuitive, I suppose you could say, in how they approach these things and like maybe not for them. So curious to get your take on it. And then if you yeah. do decide to implement it, I'd love to hear how it goes. Okay. Let's do it. I'm excited. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for listening to my GTD speech. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, did we answer the question that we set out to answer? How do we get things how do we done? get things done? It was always kind of like a, just a little exploration. Yeah, yeah. It was an, talk about something here. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I'd say that's a yes. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening to us ramble on. Hope you got something out of it. Uh, hold me accountable. We'll come back in, that's right. uh, I don't know, probably a couple months. Record another episode here. See what I think. Sounds good. Okay. That's it for today. You can uh, email us at hello at notaboutmoney.com. And we'll see you again on another episode of It's Not About the Money.